This is a real account of entrepreneurship, the good, the bad, and unsure. Social media would have you think you have a great thought, then boom, you blow up. It is the farthest thing from the normal backstory. Here we will air the real entrepreneur struggle from customer service, vendors, and the day-to-day -day business. Welcome to Business After Dark with Sharice Chambers. Hey y'all, it's me, Sharice, in the place to be. Uh, I feel like I should bust out a freestyle, but I know that that's not my ministry, so I'm not even going to, you know, subject you to the foolery. So let's just get into the podcast today. I hope that you're doing well. And today has been the most productive day for you, yes productive. Um, if you follow me on social media, you already know how I feel about being productive because being busy does not mean that you are accomplishing the things that you need to do. And to some point, it might be burning you out. Have you ever had a day where you have your laundry list of things to do and you do absolutely nothing on the list, but you do, you do do some things, right? You do do the things. You just don't do anything that you had planned on doing. Yeah, I don't like those days. I don't feel my most productive when those days happen in my life. But we move on. But it leads us into our topic of manner, um, matter for today. Are you working on your business or are you working in your business? Now, this is going to piggyback on last week's topic, generational wealth. So what really is working on your business? So for me, my definition is it is that you physically are doing the day-to-day -to, -day to make sure your business moves forward. So if you aren't doing work, that means you don't make any coins. And that's a problem. That's a, all the way a problem, right? And that to me is working on your business. And I'm going to tell you right now, you need to find the thing that you do not do well. There is something that you do not do very well. Something that you might even... I hate to say, hate to do. You need to outsource that thing. Now, outsourcing does not mean you aren't doing the things, but perhaps you're giving direction for a social media director for posting your material or answering emails um, that are frequently asked questions to a virtual assistant or bookkeeping, payroll. The list can go on and on and on because something I've realized in my business um, that could take me personally, that's not my ministry, two, three, four, honey, I done took a whole day trying to learn how to edit stuff for YouTube. And I could pay somebody else and it could take them 30 minutes, right? The very moment, moment, honey, as I could put it in my budget to hire a media director to edit and upload my podcast, the Financial Fancy Podcast, it freed up so much time because I had attempted to learn to master a mix. I mean, YouTube, Google is your friend, right? You can look up almost absolutely anything on YouTube. But it just didn't click for me. I didn't know levels. I, it, was, it was too much. It was too much. Okay? It was just a no-go. Don't pass. Start. Don't collect $200. Okay? And most recently, I had a conversation with an entrepreneur. And he's doing very well for himself. And um, he learned early, um, unbeknownst to most of our entrepreneur um, situations, that that helped him tremendously in his business and the growth of it. 
And he couldn't say it any better as we were sitting with each other that he didn't want to work outside all day and then come home and have to do more work, a.k.a. his bookkeeping, which was his Achilles um, heel of the business, right? It's not that he couldn't do it. It was just like... There, I know so many entrepreneurs that just work, work, work all day. Like they will do hair all day and then do their books. They will cut lawns all day and then do social media posts. They will do, you could fill in the blank for anybody, right? For any entrepreneur, right? Even myself, I would do other people's bookkeeping, but wait last minute to do my own. That's a lot. And sometimes you have to take things off of your plate. So my question is... Am I talking about you? Are, are you working in your business? Now, this space right here, we go, let's put that on the shelf. Let's put that on the shelf. Let you marinate about what I just said to you because that was a lot, okay? We're going to slide into the other side, working on your business. This space is when you have systems in place and you're thriving. Because if you know me, you know I love me some Eric Thomas. And in uh, one of several of his posts that he makes on YouTube, he was talking about the difference between surviving and thriving. And also another thing is if you know me, you know my love language is acts of service. Well, I can't move in the space of acts of service if I am surviving, because in survival mode, it's very singular. You are thinking about yourself, which takes me back to generational wealth we talked about last week. And if you are thinking about self, you can't create systems in place to be able to pass on your wealth, what you, your assets, the things you've acquired to the next. You need to be in a place of thriving. And what's thriving? Now, it's not just a monetary space, right? It's when you get sleep. <laughs> Let's talk about it. It's when you answer emails in a timely manner. Yes. And most importantly, it's the parts that you don't have to handle because you don't have to have all of your hands in all the pots. And that turns you from an entrepreneur CEO to an entrepreneur, the owner. And if you don't know the difference between the two, let's reference our friend Google. By definition, a business owner is someone who thrives, profits, or income from the company's operations, whether or not they are participating in it in its management. Now, a CEO is a paid executive manager who guides the day-to-day -day activities in the company. Now, the moment that I knew that I could hire a media manager, I did. As soon as I was able to hire a VA, I did. And now I'm looking to hire a social media manager. And the long game for my business is to have all of these people turn from contractors to W-2 employees on payroll. And the great thing about making them employees is that they're thriving in their gifts that they were already assisting with. They've, they already found their sweet spot. If you've ever worked a nine to five, I've always, even in a, an observation in middle management, when you can find someone who does something well and they enjoy it, they do it so effortlessly. Like you could give them any task. I noticed that I liked numbers very early on. And because of that, um, I was able to balance balance sheets and profit and loss sheets and put in data very quickly. You know, I, I worked very well in, in atmospheres that cater to that skill set for me. But if you gave me something like calling people for collections, 
that task might take me all day. Okay, there's different love, different spaces for finances, of course. But if you could find someone who is, you know, navigating and moving in their gifts, then you can make a dynamic team that, honey, it'll make your business just be a one. That's all I'm going to say. Now, something that I'll also say that helped me in um, designating contractors and finding the people who fit with me is making a manual. And it's very much like hiring someone, right? The manual tells them how I post my things on social media, how I like my things to look, how um, my business colors, you know, my brand colors and all the things, right? Because if you're able to tell them what you need, you're not just going off the fly. Because one thing I learned when I first hired my first virtual assistant is that I thought that I was just going to like throw them leftover tasks that I need to get done. But I didn't really have a clear picture or direction for them because I kind of was frailing all over the place. And I low-key was anticipating that they would just take it off my plate. But I was a new new client as well. And if they didn't really know my brand um, in the very beginning, then it just it just didn't work out very well. But I learned from it. We reassessed. We moved forward. OK. And I can tell you now, too. I know I know you don't want to hear this. <laughs> um, if you don't have your budget. That's also another key component here. You need to know that you can afford these people because a lot of times I see people where they're in the space where they're needing to grow, but they don't, they haven't assessed if they can afford that growth. And sometimes it can be detrimental to their business because they grow too fast. So make sure you check those numbers. I will drill that into you until the day I die. Make sure you know your numbers. All right. And then the best part about this is that it's going to make room for your own gifts because you got other people doing things that just don't come natural to you, not your ministry, that somebody else can do in 30 minutes that takes you a whole day to do. And that's going to be a hefty return on your investment, investing in someone else so that they could help you in your own business. That's like a that's a win win for me. I mean, at the end of the day. So I usually don't end the podcast with homework, but I think it's necessary for us right now. So I'm, I'm going to leave you with a couple of questions, and I would love to hear your feedback, um, either on my Instagram post where I'm going to um, share about posting this podcast, or you can DM me, or you can put it, um, I believe you can make comments on the podcast as well, wherever you are at. So the first question is, where are you in business at this very moment? Where are you? Second question, where do you want to go? Where do you want to go? The third, and actually, what does that look like? And lastly, what are the necessary steps to get there? Because, again, if you watch me, you know how I feel about writing stuff down. And I think that we think so big big scale that we don't take the necessary um, execution of it all by writing it down and taking the steps to get it done. It might seem like a lot, but if you write it down and then you start looking over like, oh, okay, I got to do all of this. Sometimes you might be like, matter of fact, I don't even want to do that no more. See, when you have a clear picture and a clear direction and clear instructions, 
then it makes the journey easier, right? It's easier to make your nose nose and yes, yeses in business. Like, do you want to navigate in this way? And sometimes, actually, low-key, I feel like once you have this conversation with yourself, you might figure out you don't want to be an entrepreneur anymore. Because we've talked in the first episode that I believe that most entrepreneurs are entrepreneurs on accident. They didn't mean to stumble into this. I'll tell you, I, I kind of stumbled into it because I was only doing taxes part-time and I was working a nine-to-five and I was okay with that. I really stumbled into the bookkeeping because I saw a need and then I realized I could do it full-time and give up my nine-to-five. So low-key, I became an accidental entrepreneur. Now, I believe that if you can make the most of this, because you can, well, let's start, let's back up a little bit. All right. Once you have these steps, the reality of the situation is, is that most entrepreneur businesses will fail because of poor execution. And I truly believe a lane can be made for most, but because of burnout, inconsistency, poor management business, you'll never get to the thriving part of your entrepreneur story. Okay. The the work on your business part, clean that up. We already talked about it. I, I said what I said in my Nene Leakes voice, <laughs> right? I mean, we all are striving to be better, but I think in order to be better, you have to identify the places where you need help at, aka where you're weak at. I know we don't want to hear that, but that's, that is what it is. So we've come to the end of the podcast. I feel like this was like a little deeper, but it was something that needed to be said. And I'm glad I said it. I'm glad we're here to help each other. I want to thank you so much for tuning into Business After Dark podcast with me, Sharice. And remember two things. I'm rooting for your win. And I want you to have a great day on purpose. All the helpful tools, tips will be in the show links. And until next time, I'll holla. <laughs>